This is Stephen Curry. You're listening to Mr. T on KMBR 680. These Kirilenko just fires a, a deep jumper. No good. Curry takes the rebound, accelerates down the left side, stops on the brakes, fires away, buries a three. 71-61 Warriors. Eric Burns, Tom Tober with you. Warriors are in the playoffs. Always a pleasure to talk to Steph Curry, who joins us courtesy of the Ring Central guest line. Steph, what's going on, man? Nothing much. How you guys doing? Steph, uh, right away, let's just get to the pop. How, how, do you, how, how do you do my guy Baysmore like that? Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's been a great rookie as well as the other three. Um, but uh, you He know, got out got, of line, didn't he? Got a little comfortable. And, uh, <laughs> you know... Got to got to pay the consequences. He took it in, in stride, and I'm sure he's still cleaning out his car as we speak. So yeah, he'll be taking it in stride when he hits the AC or the heater, and he gets that popcorn smell at like seven in the morning. <laughs> it was all butter too. No, oh, that's gonna be. Oh, brutal. you could you could tell you could see the yellow coming off of the popcorn. I mean, we talked to Andrew Bogut earlier. He said you guys have been collecting popcorn for a couple weeks now. Yeah, Jared's been initiating. I want to rat him out. We were all a part of it, but uh, Jared's been a uh, Hosting a bunch of uh, industrial bags from Oracle, full of popcorn in his in his garage at his house. So, all right, give me one al- alternate because hey, Bogut wouldn't give up anything. He said I might have to use these things later on at some point. Can you give us one alternate that you decided to ditch in favor of the popcorn? Sheesh, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I think some guys may. Take the wheels off the car. I don't and know. If, always uh, a good uh, one. Leave, leave them up on the jet, sure. That's that's the one I've seen done before, but I'm sure creativity is still uh, on the horizon. Yeah, when I was in Arizona, we actually we put a boot on one of the rookies' cars, which took them three days to get off. <laughs> yeah, without an alternate car, that definitely puts them in a tough spot. Yeah, I get I give them a ride home though. At least the first. Sure, That's awfully nice of you. That <laughs> <laughs> was very grateful of me. Uh, uh, talking to Steph Curry here on KMBR. So, what does it mean to you to finally be in the playoffs? It means a lot. I mean, obviously, I was I missed the uh, 07 team um, and the hype that surrounded them when they made the playoffs, and been in a little drought the last six years. So, to uh, you know, finally get that X by our name and secure a spot in the, in, the, in the playoffs and have a chance to make some noise when we get there. It means a lot. A lot of hard work paying off and getting the right guys in the locker room and, and obviously for Coach Jackson to make this happen in his second year. Uh, you know, we're headed in the right direction. Hey, Steph, what was the uh, 680 joins us after the Giants take care of the Rockies 10 to nothing today? What was the key, if you can look back on – the whole season, and without picking out maybe a game or two here and there, I mean, I thought there were some important games. The win, the last win at Houston, I thought was as big a win as you guys have had this year. But overall, what was the key? What were you guys able to do defensively, offensively, uh, chemistry that you guys had? Can you put your finger on a few things that helped you make the playoffs this year? Well, just the way we started, that that seven-game road trip we went on on the East Coast, um, we went six out of seven. Um, that was that was big for our confidence to to play that well on the road, and and get that cushion that we needed early in the season. Uh, we we knew we had a tough schedule in January, and it, it definitely showed with the record that we had. We didn't play as well as we wanted to, but um, to have that cushion that we had and 
and to you know know we can play with anybody, especially on the road and uh, early in the season. That that gave us a boost of confidence, and we were able to weather the storm during our, our tough stretch of the schedule, and um, you know not fall too far behind, and and able to finish up strong. So that was a, a big trip for us, and um, you know got got everybody noticing uh, Warriors on the national national stage. Steph, you and Clay Thompson set a record for three pointers by a duo. Uh, in the NBA this year, how were you guys able to feed off one another? Well, um, it's nice. I mean, it's nice to know if I get him the ball and he has any kind of look anywhere on the floor, he, he can knock it down. Uh, I think the same for me. So it makes it easy, you know, if I can draw a couple of defenders and get in the paint that he's going to be spotting up and then consistently knocking down jump shots. So, um, but he's shown a lot more than just that. Um, over the course of the season defensively, um, the way he's been able to step up against some tough matchups, and and even uh, the way he puts the ball on the floor and can make plays himself. So he's versatile, even though shooting is definitely his greatest strength. He's definitely been uh, more important than in other areas of the game than that. I don't even know if your green light is as bright as his green light. <laughs> this guy, if you give him a half an inch, that shot – is gone and I give him credit too because as a shooter you always got to feel like the next shot is going in and that's Clay I can't tell if Clay's made 10 in a row or missed 10 in a row because if Clay catches it and he's open ball's going up gotta have that confidence and coaches really I mean it's not gone I know this coach has said in the locker room hey any shot you take man it's a good mm-hmm. shot as long as your feet are set even sometimes it's not but uh he just wants you to be aggressive, and for a shooter, I mean that's that's the kind of confidence you need. Is hey, if I miss six in a row or seven in a row or a couple games in a row, I'm having you know bad shooting nights. That it's going to eventually turn around and, and be good for the team. Tommy and I have done a couple of shows uh, past week from Oracle, and we're able to watch you go out there and do your routine. And granted, they put us in a little cubby hole up top, so there's probably no way you would see either one of us, but we have a great view of you. To, I watch you go out there, and you start with this little, I don't even want to call it, it's not a mid-range, it's kind of like an awkward area where you would almost have to throw in a floater, and then you tend to move back, and you, of course, finish with kind of your trick shot at the end. When you go out there each day, is your routine the same? Exactly the same. Uh, it's about 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how well I'm shooting. Um, I have a, a Cert, every every spot that I shoot, I have a certain number of makes I have to get through before I can move on, um, and try to cover every every spot on the floor, and then you know hit some shots off the dribble, catch and shoot, uh, all sorts of shots I might be taking during the game just to get my to get my rhythm going. So uh, it's the same every game, and, and it gets me confident going in each night. So the little one's happy in the background, huh? She is happy to have Daddy home on a little off day after uh, a big win last night. How has that been for you? How has that changed your perspective on things? It's awesome, man. I mean, to come home after a hard day of practice or a tough game and you know see the wife and the baby smiling—it's definitely uh, you know keeps me grounded, keeps me uh, keeps me going. So uh, I'm enjoying every every minute of it. It's tough, you know, a lot of sleepless nights for both of us, but. Hey, we're getting it done. Did you happen to see? I got I got kind of kick out of this. It was on, I don't know what it was on stuff, Deadspin or Big Lead or one of the uh, one of the websites out there, and they said like three best reasons, three most fun moments of the uh, of the NCAA tournament. And one of the pictures was of your mom out there cheering Dukon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, oh, it's Steph's mom. I know her. Like she's like super popular. It's like. 
now let's keep Duke going so we get more pictures. And I'm like, that's awesome. But I was wondering if it was like my mom, if I think it was really cool. Yeah, she's a star. I kind of got, you know, when I, she got exposure during yep. my run, the, the, uh, the tournament. Um, they, they cameras loved to, you know, zoom in on her after I made a three. So she became a star then. Um, and I think, you know, now that she went through it the second time with Seth, she was able to handle it a little better, but, uh, you never know when the camera's going to catch you with her little celebrations and her genuine <laughs> smile. So. Now, she's yeah. awesome. I've told you this before, but uh, your mom and dad, Dell, were, they, were the, they were the best. When I was a, a young guy playing for the, the Hornets, they were, they were super cool, always enjoyed being around them. They treated everybody really well with respect. And I, I remember a, a few people along the way in my playing days, and those two were were two that I always remembered that were always kind of fun to, to hang out, no matter whether you were Alonzo or Larry or Muggsy or Hawkins or me. They treated everybody the same. So uh, it must have uh, must feel good to have parents that uh, brought you up the way that you were brought up and kind of helped you become who you are. That's exactly it, man. Especially, I mean, great. I, I have a dad that, like you just said, been playing in the NBA uh, 16 years, and it's, it's nice to have, you know, that kind of anchor that I can I can talk to when I go through ups and downs during my season. Uh, none of the leagues change a lot, but some of the principles still stay the same. So it's definitely a, a nice advantage, and uh, I appreciate every every bit of advice he can give me. Thank God you can stop rooting for Duke now, huh? Exactly. <laughs> I'm a big Coach K fan, but now that my brother's not having a Duke jersey on, it's a little I, I, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> Talking to Steph Curry, I read, I read Steph in the paper a couple of days ago that you and Clay have a shooting game where you pick out five spots beyond the arc. You got to make seven from each spot until you can move on to the next spot. But if you miss two in a row from any one spot, the game is over. How do the shooting games usually end up, and how many times is a game ended because one of you guys missed two consecutive shots? It's not very often, but it's happened before. Um, I think we do it um, with one of our assistant coaches probably probably three, four times a week. So um, we get a lot of shots up, and it's pretty competitive. And I think if you pick any day, even if you had B. Rush when he was healthy, we Mm -hmm. should do it a little bit last year. He throw him in the mix. Um, A lot of mix going down, so. I know our coaches get a good workout of, you know, rebounding and, and passing us the ball since we're out there so long, not missing two in a row. Well, that was one of the questions I had. I, I actually asked Tommy how many people it took to rebound a Steph Curry shot that ends up going through the net every single time because there's three guys out there when you go out there and do your daily routine. I would say one. For Steph, <laughs> right? One, one all, guy all he's that, do is one guy that stands underneath the basket and just catches and, and throws back out to him. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try to. That's, that's a game I can play with myself to make sure that the, the coach doesn't have to leave the paint when he's rebounding. And as Steph's shooting, the guy underneath the bucket says, "Good night, San Jose. <laughs> Good night, Oakland." Good night, San Francisco. I like that commercial. <laughs> I, re- I really do. Hey, have you at the end of your routine? You try. You try a trick shot and. I, the the one day we saw you out there, you were chucking it like I mean like you'd throw a football or a baseball trying to make it. So you're from your tunnel as if you're going back in your locker room, and you were trying to make it in the hoop on the far side. So you're just heaving this thing up there. Were you trying to bounce it in, or were you trying because you were throwing it really high? Or were you trying to actually just make it in on the fly? 
I was trying to make it in on the fly. The, the, the I think the game you watched is probably uh, New Orleans or it Utah, was. where they uh, they they always switch the way with their basket they warm up at first. So usually my shots from the tunnel to the basket closest to it. Uh, but that game they had switched, so we were warming up on the far end, and I decided, hey, I might as well see if I can make it. So I think I chucked like three or four of them. Didn't want to throw my shoulder out, but I thought I had a shot to to get it close. Yeah, uh, you, you got to work on that arm strength. Yeah, I'd say that's, yeah, a, no. that's a good idea. I don't think you want to go and dragging your arm going, what happened, uh, Coach? I was trying this shot, and I think I blew out my rotator cuff. Exactly. <laughs> hey, let me that ask you something good. we've talked about throughout the course of the year. Uh, every once in a while, we'll get somebody that calls and talks about the, the Bogut and the Monte trade. And I've always contended, and tell me if I'm if I'm wrong, right, or close, that I've always thought that trade was a good trade because I don't know that you and maybe even David Lee become the leaders of this team the way you are now if Monte is still here. Yeah, I mean, it opened up opportunities and more responsibility for us to, to step into those roles. Um, and it, it allowed us to grow uh, a little more, especially me. I know D. Lee's been in the league seven, eight years. So, yeah. uh, he he was established. But for me as a, as a younger guy, um, you know, coming in under Monte and and uh, kind of you're trying to learn from him uh, as, I, as I went along. But at, once he left, it was kind of you know, me on my own. Uh, with Dealey trying to uh, lead this team to new new heights, and uh, it's been a great year of growth for me. Um, you know, trying to be vocal and trying to uh, you know be consistent throughout the course of the season uh, as a leader. So uh, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's a blessing to have that responsibility on an NBA team and like a dream come true. So I got to take advantage of it. How would you define your your leadership abilities? What what do you do that maybe you weren't comfortable in? Have you always been comfortable? being a leader i mean how would you describe yourself as a leader i think you know the the test is when you know we're we're going through tough times i mean anybody can kind of say things when things are going great and everybody's happy and everybody's playing well and we're winning games but you know that that month of january was a big test we were losing um you know one two out of every three games and um you know against good teams we just weren't playing you know the basketball we were capable of, and, and those are, those are the moments that you just got to get everybody back on the on the same page. Um, you know, back focused on the, on the mission, and, and it's like a case by case kind of individual person uh, basis where you know you got to talk to guys and just try to light a little spark underneath them. Um, however you however you can, and that helps get to know your teammates uh, as the year goes on. So. Um, it's, just one of those deals you just got to get through. Seth, Seth, you guys have Okie City tomorrow night. Uh, you potentially could match up with them in the playoffs, maybe even the first round if it works out that way. Hopefully not for you guys, just based on the fact that, I mean, you dropped down to the seventh spot. What is it going to take for you guys to be able to compete with a team like Okie City, with a team like San Antonio? You can't. You got to avoid the big runs as, as much as possible. Um you know, it, it, it is a 48-minute game, and it has to be, um, you know, a great performance throughout the course of the game. And I think the way that they separate themselves from most teams is, you know, that three, four, you know, six-minute stretch where they, they're capable of going uh, a double-digit run and opening the game up, and then you're just clawing your way back. Uh, and any, any you know, momentum you try to gain is just to try to get the – you know the the lead it manageable um and you're still fighting uphill the rest of the game so 
starting off strong and not giving up, you know, that six minute drought where, where they, they dominate is, is, is a big, uh, a big task and a big challenge going into, uh, you know, a game like tomorrow and in, in the playoffs if, uh, if that's the matchup that happens. Hey, Steph, one last thing. I'm just curious what, what Mark Jackson has meant to you, being that he's a former point guard, 17 years in the league, one of the all-time assist leaders, and the way he's treated you. Uh, I don't see him yell a lot. and In fact, I don't know if I've ever seen him yell. He's very professional. He's very calm. I know he has a ton of confidence in you guys, but just – uh, on a one-on-one, uh, in terms of a one-on-one relationship with a former point guard and the point guard and leader of this team, and he has tremendous leadership qualities, what has he meant to you this year? He meant everything. I mean, you can just tell the way he talks um, to us and me individually, like you said, just as a player who's gone through the emotions uh, of a season, and and he, he kind of reads our minds like, exactly what we're feeling i mean any coach can can think they know what we or any coach that didn't play on this level and that high of a level for so long like coach jackson did can, you know can ask players you know what's going what's what's going on with you and that kind of deal but he knows exactly you know what what we're feeling and how to manage us so um you know how we deal with practices in between games how we um to the little things like our travel schedule things like that i mean he, he manages everything based on um him as a player and how he felt so um you know that that perspective hasn't changed as, as from the time he played to now and uh, for me as a point guard i mean it's just you know he, he challenges me uh and like you said in a respectful way when i'm not playing well he's he's saying hey this is your team you better go out and do this uh where i would be back in la you know preaching full-time uh it's, you know, it's up to you to, to uh, save my job and that's like little things like that gets me going and gets me back to you know playing playing the way I should. Hey, what's your daughter's name? Say that again. What's your daughter's name? Oh, Riley. Riley, and how old is Riley now? Riley is nine months coming up this week. So nice. Is uh, is Daddy Steph changing diapers? I change a few. I know, I, I got it down when I'm at home uh, and the wife's tired. I gotta I gotta step up. There you <laughs> go. You sound like me, so you've changed one or two. Hey Steph, congratulations, man, on not only a great year individually, but helping lead this team into the playoffs. I know the fans are fired up; they will be fired up when you guys take the floor. I know there's some still, still some work left to be done to hold on to that sixth seed, but uh, you guys are to be congratulated. So uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Steph, Thanks, take Steph. it easy.